Welcome back, my friend. We're talking about the Bible in today's contentious society where all the values have gone downhill. I talked in the last segment about people taking a knife to the Scriptures. A lot of people today want to take the Bible and they want to cut it up because it teaches things that just don't fit their lifestyle. We're going to start today all the second section. We're going to come over here to Romans chapter 1 and uh, verse 15. Romans 1, 15, ready to go. Here it is. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Preaching the gospel in Rome was dangerous because Rome was an anti-Christian society and society today is becoming increasingly anti-Christian. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of God. It's the good news how Christ became a man. It is the good news that Christ took upon himself the sin of the world. We're going to talk about that a little more as we go along. Romans 1 and verse 16. Here is the great text. Romans 1 verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The Bible says that the gospel is the mighty power of God. Have you ever looked up at the stars? Out there, there are billions of galaxies. God made the galaxies. What tremendous overwhelming power. The gospel is God's power to save your soul so that you and I can go home to glory. The gospel is the power of God. The gospel gives us new hearts. The gospel makes new people. This gospel overthrew the Roman Empire. I want you to know this today, that the gospel is is stronger than Rome. It is stronger than the U.S. government. It is stronger than the White House needs to be. It is stronger than the Kremlin. It is stronger than any earthly power. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. Stronger than Rome, stronger than Hollywood. The Christians faced the lines because inside them they had the mighty power of God. And when you've got the power of God inside you, nobody can resist you. Look at Romans 1. Verse 16, again, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the, for the Greek. And when it says for any person who believes, the good news is this, my friend, anyone can believe. Anyone can believe. Poor people can believe. Rich people can believe. White people can believe. Black people can believe. Any person can believe in Christ and be saved. And this was the message that he brought to the teeming city of Rome. 
which was a city of more than a million souls in those days. It was a vast city. Half the people living in Rome were slaves. It was a city of violence. It was the city of the gladiators. It was the city where Caesar was worshipped and if you didn't offer to Caesar, you were put to death. It was the Roma Pontifex Maximus, the great emperor. It was uh, the Rome of a great dictatorship. It was also, would you believe it, it was a welfare state. This is why Rome collapsed, because it became a welfare state. I believe in the words of Scripture. He who will not work, neither should he eat. It doesn't say he who can't work. It says he who will not work, neither should he eat. They had the Colosseum where they had the gladiators. They had the Circus Maximus that could take 250,000 spectators. Rome kept the people occupied like we keep the people occupied today. Rome was always at war like we are always at war. Rome suffered from great inflation. That's why the Roman Empire collapsed because of immorality and inflation like America today. Rome was corrupt, violent, cruel, immoral, intolerant. And to this great city, Paul brings the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God. Now look at verse 17. Verse 17. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The Bible says the gospel reveals the righteousness of God. That's what it says, the righteousness of God. I want you to hear this because this is tremendously unpopular today in America, especially in Australia and Great Britain. The gospel says that God is holy and righteous. He's not a teddy bear. What's the meaning of the cross? The meaning of the cross is this, that God cannot tolerate sin. So what does he do? He takes the sin of the world upon himself and he tastes the wrath of God himself. He takes his own medicine. The cross shows the love of God. It shows the righteousness of God. Look at Romans 1 and verse 18. This is a controversial text. I'm almost hesitant to read it to you. It's hated in many parts of the world in the Christian church. Romans 1 verse 18, for the wrath of God, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In Southern California, in many churches here, people say, God he is so loving. He is so kind. He's just like a big overstuffed teddy bear. And we cannot believe in the concept of the wrath of God. The true gospel teaches the doctrine of the wrath of God. 
want you to know this, the holiness of God. I want you to look at John 3, 16 and then verse 36. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then it says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God. The wrath of God abides on him. The Bible tells me that our holy God has wrath and that is why Christ went to the cross to endure the wrath of God in our place. Then if you come over here to Romans chapter 6, my dear friends, come over here to Romans chapter 6 and uh, no, Revelation, Revelation chapter 6. And verse 16, Revelation chapter 6 and verse 16 says, And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. You cannot believe in the Scriptures and dismiss the theological truth of the wrath of God. Now Rome hated righteousness. And because Rome hated righteousness, Rome was in a warfare against Christianity and the church and Christ. And today it is becoming increasingly dangerous here in these great United States of America, a nation that was founded on the Bible, on the gospel and the law of God. It is becoming increasingly Difficult to preach Bible truths. If you do, like some of my friends, you will get death threats. Rome hates freedom. Romans 1, verses 19 and 20, my friends. Romans 1, verse 19. 19 and 20. Now we're getting into serious stuff because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You can't look God in the eye on judgment day and say, you never told me. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. God has revealed himself in creation, enough knowledge for us to know in a holy God. So people don't have any excuse. Look at Romans chapter 1. I want you to see this. This is very important. Romans 1, 21 and 22. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. The Bible says they became fools. 
The rejection of the truth of God brings darkness. What amazes me is the ignorance of people today, how they don't know anything about history, especially our young people who come out of our colleges and the, and the schools and the universities. They seem to know nothing about history. Have you noticed that? Listen, in Russia for a period of about 70 years, starting in 1917, the people who rejected God were in control. They rejected everything that is found in the Bible. And they murdered at least 50 million people. 50 million people that I never heard of it. Wait, please. Go Google Magadan, where the streets were paved with human bones. 50 million murders. When people reject the truth of Scripture, listen to me whether you like it or not. When people reject the truth of Scripture, there's nothing but hell and damnation that we bring upon ourselves. And it is the truth. It is believed by many serious scholars that we in America are walking in the footsteps of the Roman Empire. Look at Romans 1, 22. Professing to be wise, professing to be wise, they became fools. I was back in Australia very recently. I was watching quite a well-known program on Australian television. There were a group of government leaders, seemed to be decent people, men and women. A reporter asked these Australian leaders this question. Could you please tell us what a woman is? Oh, dear. Well, we, would you please tell us, what is a woman? We'd like to know what a woman is. Well, um, uh, no, when uh, we, um, no, we can't answer that question. He said, look, I'm asking as a reporter, what's a woman? Oh, we, we, uh, we don't know. It's politically incorrect to talk about a woman. The Bible says when you, re when you reject the Bible, when you reject God, when you reject the commandments of God, it says you become a fool. And it seems to me today that there are many, many fools. This is the new Rome. We are the new Rome. America is the new Rome. Australia is the new Rome. And our leaders, many of them, are the new Romans. Romans 1, 23. And to change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. 
So you get rid of God, as we're doing today, in all of the schools. I remember years ago, somebody asked the question, why do we have so many shootings in American schools? Why? The answer is very simple. The government got rid of the Ten Commandments. They used to have the Ten Commandments. When I went to school, we started the day by reading the Ten Commandments. No, you can't do that now. So we've kicked God out of the classroom and now we have terrorists. They became fools. We have become the new Rome. We have the worship of the creature and the glorification of self. If you can stand it, look at some television and look at some of these abominable programs where people simply glorify the human body and millions of people watch. They become fools. But when you get rid of the big God, then you have a lot of little gods. You can't get rid of you can't get rid of religion. If you get rid of Christianity, all you do is get a lot of bad religions. And that's what's happening in America, full of bad religions. Look at Romans 1, 24 and 25. Therefore God also gave them up. God gave them up. That should scare you. God gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. Now I'm going to say it because I believe in freedom. I believe in the American Constitution. I believe in the right to preach. There are some who would hang me for it. That shows you. Their gross intolerance, the intolerance of Rome that threw the Christians to the lions. The spirit is back. Rejection of God's word and his law, the Bible says, always leads to sexual depravity. Now let me say it again so you'll get it. Because sometimes our minds are in such a state, are in such a fog that we can't put two and two together. You know it's true. The gospel says God loves the sinner. Christ died for us. That is the teaching of the Bible. And God loved us so much that he took upon himself the sin of the world and tasted his own wrath. That's why he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our problem is we have a very superficial little God and a superficial gospel and a superficial Ten Commandments. It's time we returned to the God of the Pilgrim Fathers, I tell you. Romans 1, 26 to 27. Oh, goodness. I guess I ought to take the knife down and cut this out. Pierce Morgan said, get rid of it. Can't have that anymore. So let me read it to you. The word of God, Romans 1, 26 to 27. 
for this reason. God gave them up. God gave them up. God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was, Piers Morgan said, Piers Morgan said, cut it out. I find today that many preachers are saying, cut it out. I find today that most politicians are saying, cut it out. I'm finding today that the President of the United States is saying, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. I'm finding today that Prime Ministers around the world, including my own land of my birth, Australia, they're saying, cut it out, cut it out. That's the new Rome. As somebody pointed out years ago, they said, all we want you to do is sympathise. Nothing else, just sympathise. Then as time went by, they said, now, just normalise. Say it's normal. And then later they said, demonise. If you don't accept what we say and get rid of that old Bible, we're going to demonise you. We have a war against Christ and the Bible. Now, I don't have time to put up this text but you can look it up yourself, Matthew 19, 4 and 5. Matthew 19, 4 and 5, you can look it up. And there, Jesus, the Son of God, the Creator, Matthew 19, 4 and 5. You can look it up yourself. That's your homework. And Jesus tells us what marriage is. But I want you to come over now to Romans chapter 8 and verse 8, dear friends. No, Revelation, I think it is. Revelation chapter 8 and verse 8. Revelation chapter 8 and verse 8 said, Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. The best commentators say this is a prophetic picture of the overthrow of the Roman Empire. And we are the new Rome and we're walking in the footsteps. Come back to Romans 1. Romans 1 and verse 28. Now, this is the word of God. You can be mad with me, but... It's not going to do you any good because what you're doing is just being mad with the Word of God. I'm just reading the Bible. I want you to come now to Romans 1, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. The Bible says the path is down and down and down. Verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, debased mind, pornography, pedophilia, sexual perversions. And then you come down to verse 
30 and 31. Backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, our society, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, Rome. And we are the new Rome. And verse 32, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. I rest my case. I'm not going to be a minister who takes a knife to the Bible. Is there any good news in this? The good news is this. The Christ, who was God in human flesh, came down, lived among us, and went to the cross and bore all of those sins. That's what he did. He bore every one of those sins and he tasted the wrath of God. He tasted your sin so that if you believe in him, you won't have to taste the wrath of God. Think about that. If you and I, the good news is this, this was the message that Paul preached to Rome and which in the end overthrew the Roman Empire because you can't beat that. It's the word of God. This gospel changes hearts and saves souls. My message to you is this. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Pastor John Carter has taken us around the world to broaden our knowledge of the Bible. From remote places, he has brought us new insights into the scriptures. Now he is bringing these teachings closer to home, your home. He is asking you, followers of the Carter Report, to share any questions you may have about scripture, religion, and the challenges you face in your everyday life. First, record your questions on your cell phone. Then send these by email to questiontocarter at gmail.com. Watch for your recorded question and hear the answer from Pastor Carter. Jesus is the answer and we welcome your questions. Thank you, dear Pastor John, for your 30 plus years of ministry in Russia and for your ever support of 3ABN Russia workers. God bless you from Russia with love. Thank you, thank you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. 
We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.